Welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. My name is Lisa Wilkerson, and I am the host of this podcast. Um, wherever you are joining me from, whether it be morning, noon, evening, or night, thank you so much, as always, for your support and your love and your feedback. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that you're doing wonderfully wherever you are. Um, and if you're not, if you're barely making it one foot in front of the other day at a time, I totally get that too. Um, lots of people are right with you and I've been in that place as well. So, you know, just want to send out a little positivity to all of you. Today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, usually, you know, I have kind of a theme going on for the episode, but, um, this is now my eighth episode. So I was thinking maybe I would, talk about a few little kind of random things that have been going on in my head or around me. Um, starting off with, is it just me or are a lot of people going through almost a PTSD kind of situation where, you know, the past couple years have been really tough for everyone and worldwide, right? So we've all gone through everything having to do with Corona and, you know, it just keeps coming back. Um, and it's just, it, it feels, oh, okay, right when we get that glimmer of hope and then things get shut down again, or, you know, yeah, you start to hear the stories about, oh, it's a new variant. Um, and I don't know, it just feels like 2022, especially the past two months, whatever, it's been hard, like really hard to just kind of stay positive and plan things. And, you know, I mean, obviously, um, I plan stuff. I have to for work and whatnot, but um, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of people around me um, are having a hard time. And I absolutely get that. Um, and I'm right there with you sometimes, but you know, at the end of the day, I guess, uh, just try to, I mean, it's easier said than done, right. But just try to focus on staying positive and, and when you're not positive, that's okay too. But anyway, so just a little note. So I have been obsessed recently with two TV shows. I just finished them both. Um, and I kind of want to highlight these. So I'm a huge, huge TV girl, right? I think if I were to choose between a movie and a TV show, I would probably pick the TV. Um, I don't know why. I've just always been a bit more attracted to that. I do love movies and I love going to movies. Um, which, by the way, just yesterday, I went to see a movie in a movie theater for the first time since 2019. It was a screening for the latest uh, Doctor Strange. And it was wonderful. It was so good being back. And 
You know, I think something that really resonated with me yesterday, because I went with a good friend of mine, and I will also put it out there that neither of us really know very much about the Marvel franchise. So it was quite funny because these characters kept coming out on the screen and I'm like, what? And who is this person? I'm so confused. Um, But obviously there were a lot of people who are huge Marvel fans that were in the audience. And it was really fun listening to them go, wow, yeah, you know, just react to everything. And that's part of obviously the experience that you don't get when you're at home. You know, there are wonderful things about being home and watching a movie in the comforts of your home. But at the same time, that interaction that you get with people and is really, there's really nothing like it, you know? So I think that was maybe the best part of the movie um, for me. And two, there were two guys who were sitting next to uh, my friend and I, and I just kept looking over at them because it was obvious that they were uh, Marvel fans, and they were just so excited by the by the movie, you know, and some of the characters that came out. So anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a great time, and yeah, that was a really really awesome experience, and it was good to be back in the movie theater getting popcorn, getting you know the drinks and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. So, okay. So back to my TV shows that I'm obsessed with right now. Now one is the dropout. Um, obviously this is about the life story or I guess, uh, yeah, life story of Elizabeth Holmes and how she created Theranos and the spectacular rise and spectacular fall of the company. Um, and if you haven't seen this, it's a U.S. drama miniseries available, I think, is it HBO or Showtime? I don't remember. Anyway, I watch it on Hulu because that's where I watch a lot of my stuff. And The Dropout is just really, really amazing. Um, Amanda Seyfried does a great job of playing Elizabeth Holmes. And it's just fascinating to me how you know, she had good intentions um, in creating this company. And I'm not going to really go into very much detail because, you know, maybe some of you out there are going to be watching this uh, TV show, but um, it is, it's about one of those things where they have good intentions going into it, but then get really caught up in their own lies. And also what I liked about the show and what I really like about a lot of TV that I'm seeing right now is, you know, I feel like America used to be the bad character was only bad. The good character was only good. That gray area didn't really exist so much in TV or in film, um, in Hollywood, really. Um, but you're seeing a lot more of that, right? And this starts with a lot of the shows going back to like Breaking Bad and whatnot, where you, or even Dexter, right? Where you sometimes can relate to that character. You feel sorry for that character or you understand, empathize with that character. Um, but then at the same time, you're appalled by some of the things that they do. So I felt a lot of that in this um, miniseries. 
And it was really, really well done. Now, what I do recommend though is also um, because, of course, I, I was obsessed with this with this show, with this news story. So when the documentary came out last year, I watched that immediately. Was it last year? I think yeah. Um, and then after that, I watched the drama miniseries, The Dropout. So for me, um, I already had obviously that whole, you know, um, data in my mind or my brain from the documentary. And then I went into the dropout, but I do recommend either seeing the, the dropout first and then watching the documentary after that, or, you know, uh, the other way around, but it's really, really well done. And yeah, that news story is just so fascinating to me. Another really amazing um, limited series is We Crashed, and this is available, um, I believe, on Apple TV, and is the story of Adam Newman and his creation, well, uh, of WeWork. And, you know, the spectacular, once more, spectacular rise, spectacular fall of WeWork. And this is another uh, news story that I was so obsessed with and just, I just found really fascinating. Um, And I have actually a connection to this. So I want to go into that first. So in January of 2019, um, I got contacted from a friend of mine saying, Hey, I'm going to be in LA and I'm going to be there for a WeWork event. So she, you know, she does some consulting work for WeWork. I'm going to be at a WeWork event called WeWork Creator Global Finals. And at the end, they're going to be having a free Red Hot Chili Peppers show. So if you want to go, let me know. So I reached out and I said, Hey, I want to go. So I went with a friend and apparently this is a this was a culmination event of like all of 2018 we work had these creator competitions in seven countries and it was a opportunity for small businesses be it businesses for profit or nonprofits and they had the chance to pitch the idea for the business or pitch their business if they're already doing it. Um, And so out of that, there were 36 regional winners that were picked. And then from there, eight were picked for the WeWork Creator Global Finals held in Los Angeles. Um, Five of them were for profit businesses, three for nonprofit. And I, we were going to the final event at Microsoft Theater, um, which of course is right near the Staples Center in downtown LA. So we went to the global finals and I can't even begin to tell you, like already just going into Microsoft Theater in the lobby, I felt a different vibe. It was, first of all, I was way older than anyone there. I felt like I was in a high school hallway or something. Um, it was so bizarre and just kind of Stepford Wives ish, you know, just everyone. Hi, everyone was just so peppy and just, ah, it was weird, 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 weird. And I picked up on it and I was 
I was hooked, right? I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Um, And then we sat down in our seats and next to me was a guy who was a photographer who did some consulting work for WeWork. And he started telling me a little bit about some of his experiences with the company. And I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, what? And he was, you know, just also telling me about how this whole kind of cult of personality going on in the company. Now, prior to me going to this event, I knew about WeWork. I knew that they were a shared office space, you know, company, but that's really all I knew. I did know as well that they were doing work or getting ready to do some work projects with SoftBank because, you know, SoftBank is one of the biggest companies in the world and it's a Japanese company. So I kind of knew about that stuff, but I didn't really know the detail. Um, And then Adam Kaufman comes on or Adam Kaufman, (laughs) Adam Newman comes on, uh, the owner, creator or co-creator, I guess I should say, of WeWork. And it kind of took me back to those times when I went to visit a friend who was doing some work with Herbalife. It was a similar thing. I know this sounds so bizarre, but or Amway too, where it's that rock star, you know, they have like the hair blowing in the wind because they have like a fan going in the, you know, right near the stage. And it's just this, hello, everyone. It really was like a rock concert. It was so bizarre. Um, And I got that same kind of feeling at the WeWork event, right? And, you know, Adam was going on and on, you know, like totally schlepping his company and he brought up his wife. And then um, he's like, and we have our judges for the Creator Global Finals and Ashton Kutcher comes on. And then of course, P. Diddy comes on, you know, his uh, celebrity friends. Um, and then, you know, the eight finalists start doing the pitches for their companies, their businesses. Um, But the whole time, I'm just watching the audience while I'm watching the event. And it was so bizarre to see a sea of people around me that were just in a trance. Like everything that Adam said, they were like, yes. And they would just clap. And I don't know. It was so bizarre. So bizarre. Um, But really cool. And, you know, after the whole final, you know, the final uh, champion of the um, finals was picked, then uh, we had Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it was so awesome, right? I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a great band, um, but they did a two-hour show, right? Um, which I was a little bit surprised by too, because usually if you have, you know, if you hire a band or if you hire an artist for a really big company event, they do it for maybe 45 minutes, but Red Hot Chili Peppers did their full on actual tour. Now, I think personally that because they actually were getting ready to start their world tour the next week, that this was kind of a practice arena for them. They're like, okay, we, you know, this is, we're going to be doing our world tours. Let's just, you know, do the whole thing. And obviously it went really well. Um, It was very also interesting to me, the fact that everyone probably in the venue, except for, you know, me and my friend, but, um, 
they, I mean, they were like in their early mid twenties. I'm thinking to myself, okay, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have been around for over 20 years. So you guys don't really know the music, but then they do, I guess, you know, one of those things. Um, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, and then, uh, went home and then in February, so the next month, I had an opportunity to go to New York for the um, for some interpreting for you know work, and I contacted my friend. I'm like, hey, you know, let's meet up. She's like, yeah, let's go to the headquarters of WeWork. So I was like, oh yeah, totally, I'm down. So we met up there. She kind of showed me around, and I got the same kind of vibe. It was really. It was interesting because, you know, I've done a lot of work with a lot of younger companies who probably have a bit of a similar dynamic, you know, like Tinder. Um, I've done a lot of work with Netflix. And, you know, so some of these companies have a, a almost a similar appeal, except for that whole, they don't have an Adam Newman, though, at the top. So that's where it really differs and, you know, obviously, um, the other companies definitely have a better business model, I will say. But um, so we got there and it was vegan night at WeWork um, where they cater in, you know, food for they have a specific theme, apparently, every night. And so anyone that's there in the community area can eat for free. And so, you know, my friend and I, we had some food. And then, of course, I also have like a kombucha bar and a coffee shop and a huge snack bar, all kinds of games, that whole thing. Like, because we work is all about the community, right? All about we, not I. Um, so it was a really cool experience to be able to go there and to just kind of see the facilities. Um, and then that was that. And I kind of shelved it right in my brain. Um, and then I started to see um, in the fall all the articles about how, you know, we were had not been paying the rent for a lot of the properties and how a lot of the properties in Japan were closing. And there was just all this drama going on with the company. So I found it fascinating because just because of those two experiences that I had had, had personally with WeWork. Um, so I was following the story. And then when I heard about, you know, um, the documentary coming out, I saw the documentary, which, by the way, is called We Work, The Making and Breaking of a 47 Billion Unicorn. So the documentary came out last year. Amazing, amazing, great. Um, and really highlights the cult of personality of We Work and just, and, you know, also does has some uh, interviews with some of the former employees and whatnot. And then I was super excited when I heard about We Crashed, which is the limited series with Jared Leto as Adam Newman. Um, he does an amazing job. Anne Hathaway does an amazing job as well as his wife. Um, and I watched the show and I was just, I was so overwhelmed. Um, I just thought it was amazing. And it was really cool to see, actually, Jared Leto in this I, he's got to get nominated for a role, I think, because, and I kid you not, this is what's so funny. So recently he, Jared Leto was doing, um, presenting for one of the award shows. I don't know if it was the Academy Awards or maybe the iHeart, you know, radio 
awards or what it was, but he came on to present an award. And I kid you not, my initial reaction was, oh, look, it's Adam, New- Adam Newman from WeWork. <laughs> and then I, I, I heard my, I was like, what? No, 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 no. It was so funny. I just, um, so, you know, obviously he did great in the part, but what I do recommend is watching that and then also watching the documentary as well, because it gives you a much more fuller um, picture really of WeWork, but it's really fascinating to me, that whole thing. And how even nowadays, you know, we're supposed to be so sophisticated, and yet we're really not. Um, and people like this, like the Adam Newmans and the Elizabeth Holmes of the world can just really deceive industries and make millions or billions in the WeWork uh, situation and just get away with it. Um, so I highly recommend those two. And one thing that I did find really interesting and these, you know, what she said really resonated me was, I think it was the former assistant of Adam Newman and they did an interview with her and she said, you know, I would give anything to be consumed by people again, which I found that really interesting, that word consumed with people. Um, she went on to say the vision of us working together to be better together is lacking today. And I think we need that. What are we if we don't have each other? Um, which kind of brings me to, you know, one of the things I've noticed with COVID is that it's been a really hard time for a lot of people and, you know, myself included, but to kind of get back out there and to interact with people and just get that really people energy, you know, kind of like what I got yesterday, which was so awesome. And that was for entertainment. So it wasn't hard at all, but, um, I just know that a lot of people around me have been kind of struggling with it, you know, having to go out there and because we've been holed up in our homes for so long. And so just this whole social skills, people skills thing has not really, you know, been active for a long time. So I really thought that that was interesting, that whole, I would love I would give anything to be consumed with people again, consumed with people. I just thought that was fascinating. Anyway. Okay. So these are ramblings and musings of the blonde geisha and hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, you know, a little bit of a different format than what I usually do. Um, I also wanted to let you guys know before I sign off that I have a big interview coming up next month, um, which I'm super excited about. Actually, it might be at the end of this month. I'm not sure yet when I'm going to, um, you know, put it out there, but I will be doing it this month. Um, And it's going to be with a guy who is very close to one of my favorites, Prince. Um, His name is St. Paul Peterson, and he is lead vocalist of The Family, which was a Prince-produced group. Also, he worked with The Time and also with Prince. So he's part of that whole Minneapolis sound. And I'm going to be interviewing him later on this year. He has a new album, or later on this month, (laughs) he has a new album coming out next month. So I'm super, super excited about that. So look out for that. I also have a lot of other good interviews that I'm right now working on booking. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, it's time for me to go now, but I just want to thank each and every one of you for supporting my podcast. I truly appreciate it. And 
get out there, live for love, live for life, and be consumed with people and the world and love again. Signing off, it's your blonde geisha. Thank you. Live for lots of love. Bye. Can you?